You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special interview. On the line, I have Mr. Joe Poe Jr., and he is the former tri- he's the former chairman of the KCOA for the Kiowa Tribe. Mr. Poe, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Well, thank you for having me. Now, okay, so what does what does KCOA stand for, and why is that important? Well, the KCOA stands for the Kiowa Casino Operations Authority, and it was established uh, a long time ago. After uh, when the when the Kiowa had the Carnegie Casino Grand long ago, there were some things that were not done correctly, and the Kiowa Tribe lost their gaming license. And years later, when they reapplied for the game, their gaming license, the uh, National Gaming Authority mandated that the Kiowa Tribe have their own independent operating authority to operate the casinos separate from the tribal government. And that's how the KCOA came into existence. Okay, so... For those of us who aren't tribal members and who don't really understand this organizational structure, why is it important that that is in place for your tribe? Well, uh, back before when the Carnegie Grand was opened, there were uh, rumors of funds being taken out of the casino uh, by government officials, and there were all sorts of allegations that went on. So the KCOA was put into place as a separate entity from the government to make sure as an oversight, as oversight of the, of the casino operations. And so uh, the general manager and chief operating officer of the casino, actually their boss is the KCOA. And the government is supposed to not have any interference or any any influence with the casino at all. It's all controlled by the KCOA. So that's basically the, the tribal uh, organization that the, that the casinos are organized under. It's a different entity. It's supposed to be a separate entity that has this checks and balance relationship with the actual uh, tribal government. Yes. Okay. So is that board currently functioning? It, it is functioning now. Um, in October, when I was terminated, the same day that I filed the lawsuit against the chairman for appropriating $6 million out of the casino's bank account by signing for the KCOA, uh, I was terminated about 7 o'clock when I went down and, and tried to get twenty five grand to pay the attorney so we could uh, have a, a, an attorney defend us in that suit that we filed. And um, it's it is functioning now. Uh, it was not functioning when I got terminated. And then later, the two other two, board, two of the board members were, uh, they had their licenses deactivated uh, by the Kiowa Gaming Commission. And... Um, None, the three of us still have not had our due process as we're guaranteed in the Kiowa Constitution. And so what happened is the chairman just uh, just, uh, just nominated a series of people to the KCOA until uh, the legislature would uh, confirm them. 
Um, several of the nominees uh, had never had college, had never gone to college, and they completed a four-year degree. The requirements are the case away members have to have completed a four-year degree or two-year degree with management, uh, casino, hospitality experience. And so after a series of non-qualified people were nominated, they finally chose two other people that were qualified, qualified, albeit one of them works for one of our casino gaming vendors. And so one of them has a conflict of interest. The third member, which was nominated last spring, um, he's not qualified because he's never had a four, he doesn't have a four-year degree. But uh, he was ramroded through the approval process on a 3-3 tie vote. And the chairman just went ahead and confirmed him the next day by swearing him in. And the then Speaker of the House took no action for 30 days, and his appointment became permanent. So there we, there we sit. We've got three people on the KCOA, one with a conflict of interest, and the two other are, are valid members. And so why is that important, though? I mean, we if, if the board is functioning, what kind of detriment can it do to tribal and casino operations if is, – is the, is the question because it's not impartial? Well, uh, it, the board was, it was independent before, and we had oversight, and we didn't – do exactly what well, we're not supposed to do is what the go- tribal government mandates us to do. We're supposed to be an independent operating authority acting on how we see fit. Uh, at the time, we had a, a, a doctor for the OU Medical Center, and we had uh, a provost at the OU Medical Center and myself, were th- and we had uh, a third non-tribal member that the chairman installed that was not qualified back in May. And so there were four of us, and uh, uh, we made sure that the affairs of the casino were were uh, in order. I was appointed to the KCOA in early of 2017. Um, during that time, we completed the construction of the casino, of the hotels, the hotel at the casino. Uh, our, our 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 profits to the tribe. Our, our profits for the for the casino and hotel increased from seven million up to about eighteen million dollars. Uh, that was at the end of the year fiscal year twenty nineteen, and um, there really wasn't any problem with anything until the casino started to make a lot of money, and then the chairman became more and more controlling, and finally ended up taking $6 million out of the casino's bank account without our authorization. Let's it, t- was our, it, was, it was our policy throughout, throughout its existence to uh, we were allowed to give the tribe $4 million a year plus an additional $1.2 million in land use fees as a result of our covenants with our, our lender. And so we wired the company, the, the, the casino, or the casino wired the tribe four hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars every month because they were on a budget. And uh, it is against 
uh, NIGC regulations for uh, un for unbudgeted casino revenues to be spent by the tribe. The procedures are for there to be a budget, and then the, the tribe, Kiowa tribe as a whole votes on that budget, and then we fund the money to the tribe to be spent according to that budget. And that was circumvented with the appropriation of the $6 million out of the casino's bank account without our knowledge or consent. Let me ask you, um, I'm a little unclear. You said that you were removed from office like back in October? I was removed on October, I think it was October 7th. And what was the basis? What what was what did they tell you? Why why were you removed? And why were the other officials removed? Well, what was the reason that you uh, were given? I, I was I was removed the same day that I went to the casino to get a check for twenty five grand to pay the attorney to file the suit about the six million dollar removal of the money. He claimed that the chairman complained that. I uh, took money from the casino's bank account and spent money extravagantly. Well, none of the KCOA board members are signatories on any bank account. And uh, on my casino credit card, I hardly ever used it. So the receipts don't back up his statement. And I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm still a little unclear. If, if, if that's an, a separate entity and there are checks and balances... Does the chairman have to go through like some legislative process? Because if everybody is approved through the legislature to be on the KCOA, do you have to go through that same process to get somebody removed? Well, no. The chairman in the in the, the KCOA ordinance, the Kiowa Casino Operations Authority Sixth Amended Charter states that the chairman can remove any board member for good cause. Well. You know, he can say anything he wants to, and he can declare that good cause, and that's what he did. And the ordinance also states that no more than uh, two board members at a time can be removed, and never can there be less than three people on the KCOA so that, that there's a quorum. Well, when we filed that lawsuit, we, we hired an attorney to represent us. And the, the chairman, uh, or, or I believe, I don't tell you the truth, I don't know who filed the complaint with the Kiowa Gaming Commission, but the Gaming Commission revoked all three of our licenses except for the fourth unqualified member, which is the chairman's friend. And so the, the KCOA from October, well, from November until last month, didn't even, only had one member, which is against the charter. And, okay, so I understand how casino operations have been halted during COVID, but what was the, what, how were the, they operating before if you only have one member on this board that's supposed to be making all of these decisions by quorum? Well, the, the, uh, the chief operating officer and, and general manager, John Peters, operated it on his own without any oversight. And, uh, and the whole problem occurred when the chairman uh, went to the bank behind our back and and had the loan agreement agreement amended so that he could take a six million dollar lump sum from the casino. 
And he sent that directive to the general manager and chief operating officer uh, to wire him $6 million. And that was on a Friday, September the 6th, I believe. Let me check the dates real quickly. September, that was on Friday, September the 6th. Well, on Monday, September the 9th, uh, myself and fellow board member Richard McMahon met with the bank, and we discovered that they amended the agreement on the, the Thursday, on the 5th. And and I called John Peters and I said, John, I go, did you get the did you get the amendment to take this six million dollars? He says, yes. I go, did you wire the chairman the money? He said, yes, I did it. Uh, I did it Friday afternoon. And I asked him why he didn't call me. And he goes, well, the chairman told me not to keep this wire transfer uh, confidential. And I said, the chairman told you to keep the transfer of $6 million to the tribe confidential. And uh, left it at that. That is pretty interesting. And so um, let me ask you this. So if <laughs> what, what is the, the, the responsibilities of the CFO or the COO is that to follow the chairman's directive or is that to follow the KCOA directive? Because it's like it's I said, there, the there seems to be a really confusing path here. Well, the chairman uh, has been wanting to get rid of the KCOA because it's been in his way of getting to the money. And that's why there is a KCOA to make sure that there's not any malfeasance going on between the government and the casino. And the chairman's been wanting to do away with it because we were in his way. And uh, he had to violate some rules and trip the charter and, and the Constitution to do it, but that's how what he did. And then he's now installed uh, people all favorable to his suggestion. And so one of the things that I'm seeing is now Mr. Peters, Mr. Peters' wife is on the KCOA now, right? Yes, she's the chairman. Oh, she's the chair. She's the chairman, and she also works for International Gaming Technologies. And we have some IGT games on our casino floor. So that's a conflict of interest. I guess my question with that is, so her husband was the former chair, and now she's the chair? Like, yes. is that so, a conflict well, well, of interest? Because it, it kind of seems she, like it would be she, to, to an outsider. She, she's, she's the chairman of the KCOA, and John Peters was the chief operating officer and general manager of the casino. Now, he resigned. Ah. And he resigned on April 24th, and uh, his wife didn't become a KCOA board member until three, two to three weeks after that. Okay, thank you so much for clearing that up. I was like, I think I'm confused here because that is that not nepotism, though? Is that not still frowned upon or supposed to be? How how does how, in make, other words, how does that work? One would one would think. Well, another thing is the uh, the chairman's wife is the executive director of the Kiowa Gaming Commission. I'm sorry. Say that again. The chairman's wife is the executive director of the Kiowa Gaming Commission. And that gaming commission is who revoked your licenses? 
Yeah. <laughs> this is, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little kind of unbelievable, but uh, I've discovered in Kiowa politics that there's no lower limit to what these people will do. Well, okay, so let me ask this, because <laughs> it's like I said, I mean, we're, we're like halfway through our interview, and I, th- I thought that we would be done with KCOA so we could move on, but no, I'm very intrigued about how this works, because it's like I said, it's a bit confusing, it, it, <laughs> the way that people are appointed now, how, how is the legislature involved in that appointment? Appointment, so, like, like does somebody, like, okay, let's say, let's say there's an opening and somebody has to be put forth. Does the chairman put that person forth? Does the gaming commission put that forth? Does the legislature, I mean, how does that work? So what happens, uh, by charter, uh, the chairman is allowed to nominate members to the KCOA, and then they have to be confirmed by the legislature, by, by majority vote. Well, uh, that the one tribal member that was confirmed previously last summer was confirmed with a 3-3 tie. And then the chairman the next day swore him in. And then the then, the then existing speaker, Marilyn Bread, took no action for 30 days, and then that appointment was made permanent because of that 30-day wait. So the chairman nominates. Uh, at the time, we were expecting this COVID money and... Uh, a bank was willing to loan us $3.6 million against that money, and but they wanted a functioning KCOA, which we only had one board member. So the the the, the tribe was under the gun to add two people, and they uh, the chairman nominated Jill Peters and another lady that lives in Carnegie, and uh, they were both confirmed, even though the... Uh, the existing or the board members who had their licenses revoked uh, still haven't had their due process. So what does that mean for all of this? Like when you say your due process, are are y'all waiting for the court system to come up or is this going to be something that's going to go through CFR court? Well, um, I've already been to CFR court once. I, when I sued the chairman over the $6 million that he shouldn't have taken out of the bank. Um, we are supposed to have a, uh, a hearing with the Kiowa Gaming Commission, who who enforces the rules uh, of the tribe in, in regards to gaming. And we were going to have one, and we haven't because of the COVID problem. And so we're expecting that to come forward. And there's supposed to be three members on that board, but there's only two. Um, the chairman uh, didn't renew the the appointment of the third board member. And so there's just been, it's been operating at the two member board since. And, uh, I'm not really sure how that works, but I'm not really sure how a lot of this has been working. I'm, it's like I said, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that I'm not a Kiowa tribal member at this point. Cause it's very convoluted to me. I thought that I would be a little well, bit clearer on how the due process and how the, how the appointment process with, works to this. And I got to tell you, sir, I'm a little bit more confused than I was before. Well, I mean, you think you're confused. I mean, you know, the elders are all confused. We're all confused. It, it's mesmerizing to me that a group of people can run an organization like this, and it still works. I mean, I, it's, I'm flabbergasted. Um, 
the chairman, it's the con- the constitution has the new one has been in 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 place for three years now, and there's still still no functioning fourth branch uh, court judicial system, and that's been done intentionally because the chairman has had the constitution looked at and some and they're exploiting every loophole in it to do what they want to do what they want to do and there's no judicial oversight um anita johnson thank god uh introduced the access to justice act in 2017 which gave uh, uh departments uh the ability to use the cfr court in in disagreements and using the access to justice act the kcoa sued uh the chairman well we all knew that our demise was shortly after that but i fulfilled my oath of office which says that i'm supposed to report any malfeasance malfeasance by government officials and that's what i did i reported it and i sued him and and i got fired for it and the i'm supposed to be protected under the kiowa constitution from losing my position due to retributive retributive activities by government officials for for uncovering corruption. Well, so much for that. And you made mention earlier about um, they had some kind of weird allegations against you. I mean, what are those allegations, and how do you respond to them to make sure that that your credibility stays? Well. Um, I, I I worked at the uh, worked on the KCOA over four different fiscal years, all right. And so what they did is they aggregated all of the money that I had in fees from over those four different fiscal years and threw out a number. And then they then they said that my credit card charges were extravagant. Well, uh, I looked at those allegations and I just didn't really answer them. Um, but I, uh, casino employees have gone through my records and let me know that, that, uh, all of those allegations aren't supported by the receipts on file. And so I know that I didn't do that. And the casino records know that I didn't do that either. That is just a bunch of lies further appropriated by somebody who has already violated the Constitution and Kiowa law 43 different times. Okay, and when, with our last few minutes, I told you, like, this this interview goes so fast, and I have a thousand more questions. No, but with it our, does. 30 <laughs> minutes goes by real quick. It's so fast. But okay, so let's shift gears a little bit, and let's talk about um, this this meeting that happened this last weekend. And we've gotten a lot of our listeners to send us pictures and send us videos and, and fill us in on some different things about how um, – you know, Kiowa tribal citizens are not being allowed to exercise their free speech to be able to meet with other members of the KIC and um, meeting on KCA land. Do you know anything about that and yes, and really I how do. how um, how that came about for the arrests and and that? So I went to the meeting. Uh, I live in Oklahoma City, and I, I was I got there about three fifteen, and there were oh ten plus cops cars at the entrance to the land, and uh, I I shattered some bones in my leg, 
about a month ago, and so I'm in a cast. And so I just thought it was not the best idea to drive up in all of that. For one thing, I don't want to be arrested with my leg in its current condition. So uh, I, I went on to a restaurant, and I had a meeting with uh, two tribal elders and a legislator about you know what needs to be done next. But um, a meeting was called, and over 150 people showed up. I'd say the average age was about 65. 65 or 55? 65. 65, The okay. average age was about 65 years old. And there were, in, if anything, that meeting and all those people showing up in the middle of a field in northeast Lawton showed how disgruntled the people are with the actions of the existing chair. Um, we recently received close to $20 million. The chairman has, has, uh, has made a proclamation granting him emergency powers to bypass funding procedures and budgetary procedures and basically a document of, of the Third Reich. And the legislature has recently introduced a bill to nullify his proclamation. But the, the, uh, the presence of all those people on that land just shows uh, uh, how mad the people are at the chairman's actions. Uh, I know that that meeting was planned, you know, weeks in advance, and um, it was all over Facebook, and somebody within the tribe uh, knew about it and had taken a preemptive action to arrest the organizer of that meeting and did so. He was taken to Tillman County because of the COVID hotspot area at Grady County and Comanche County. He was held there and eventually released on Monday with just a citation. Okay, so let me ask you this. Was that his land or was it KCA land? Like, does it, it belong KCA. to the KCA or is it actually his family land? Well, I don't, I, I haven't seen the documents, so I am just operating from what hearsay is. I've not, I've, I've been meaning to call and, and, and confirm that today, but I've just been so busy I haven't been able to. It is believed to be KCA land, uh, you know, but it very well could be he has a deed. He had a deed with him at the time that the Comanches took from him. So it might be his land and it might be KCA land. So we're still um, unclear about that. We're well, still and, and unclear here, about that. Yeah, and here's what confused me about that was like, if it's KCA land, then the KC the KCRA has every right to tell anybody who's gathering there to leave. But if it's his land and his deed, that that brings to mind a larger picture of tribal governments trying to clamp down on their citizens' First Amendment rights. Well, uh, we had. You know, and what they we were uncertain because I have not verified, you know, myself. I've heard hearsay, which I can't really speak about for sure. So, you know, it, 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 he had a deed; it was taken from him, showing that it was his land. But it it, it, it might be KCA land too, so it could be either way. However, uh, before um, the chairman uh, has. So he, the chairman doesn't use Facebook or social media at all because he doesn't know how to do that. And so he has his people on various Kiowa political pages looking and seeing. And, and he took uh, a post by a couple of tribal elders 
as they're planning a forced physical takeover of the Kiowa tribe. And granted, these this one little old lady is like 74 and weighs like 83 pounds. She had the BIA police go to her house and read her, her Miranda rights and wanted to know her involvement in the planned takeover of the Kiowa tribal complex. The, the Kiowa, the, the, in, and then they went to another KC, K, KIC, the Kiowa Indian Council member. And I had called her, and the BIA wanted to talk to me when I hadn't even made a post on that page. And it read me my Miranda rights, and this was about a week after, uh, two weeks after I broke my leg, and I was still in a walker, wanting to know my involvement in the planned imminent takeover of the Kiowa Tribal Complex. And I go, I don't have any involvement in it at all, and there isn't any planned Kiowa Tribal Complex takeover. And the person that made the complaint is paranoid and mentally ill. Well, and and just the just the final question I have, and and I, it's like I said, we're we're completely out of time. But um, of the of the folks that were out there at the KCA, they were all Kiowa tribal members. Like, I mean, did y'all have a quorum? Yes. Were, I mean, you know what I mean? Did they have? Were were you able to make that quorum with like CDIBs or you know what I mean? Like, like could you well, have I, made the case that that was an official meeting? Well, um. The organizers contend it was a, a, an official meeting, um, and somebody's going to have to make a ruling on that, whether it was an official meeting or not official meeting. There's wording in the Constitution that may state that it wasn't, but those people, in fact, were there, and they, 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 there were over 150 people there, but someone else is going to have to make that ruling, whether it was official or not. Yeah, I, either way, when Kaiwas get together, you know it's going to be a heck of a time, no matter how many of them get together. Well, right? It's, uh, it's always like that. And, and the upcoming KIC meeting, Kaiwa Indian Council meeting that we have will certainly be a barn burner. I'll bet so. Mr. Poe, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today here at Talk Jive Radio and clearing up. Well, sort of clearing up some of this, but I hope you come back on and talk to us, and um, and I'll so we can get more in depth time. into this conversation, and so we can ask you more questions. Sure. All right, you have a great day. Thanks Bye-bye. so much, sir. Have a great day. Bye bye.